0: You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. Praise God as you're seated. Open your Bible at Genesis chapter 12. And I want you to see something tonight that you and I are destined for amazing things. It's very easy to think, well, you know, that was God in the Old Testament. When you look at the miracles that you see in the Old Covenant... And when you read through the Old Testament, I mean, you can imagine what that must have been like. Uh, Imagine seeing a bush burning and not being consumed. Uh, Imagine seeing a a, a sea open in front of you and you walk through on dry land. There's no one saying, I wonder if this is God. (laughs) How do you know what that must be like? And you experience that there's a whole city that's standing and uh, God says I've given you the land but this is a highly fortified city that all the other spies were saying we could never take them they they giants they they strong people and all God says just walk around the city and on the seventh day shout and when they do the whole city falls in front of them not one of them even run it the, they don't pick up a pickaxe or a spade but the, the whole the walls fall into the ground Come on, how do you know that you kind of look at that and go, well, yes, that's God. And sometimes we look at that and say, gee, I wish that would happen today. And as Jesus walked in the earth, he demonstrated and he showed amazing things, amazing feats and phenomena where he would feed thousands of people just on a little boy's lunch and he'll open blind eyes and the deaf could hear and the lame walk and leprosy just disappeared. It's very easy to look back at that longing and say, I wish we could have that today. Family God, the promise is that His, anything God promises is not just for a moment. Anything that he establishes is a kingdom establishment. He may work with a generation at one moment. He may work with a per certain people group at one moment. But the intention is for all mankind to experience the kingdom of God. Even the disciples said, when he teaches us to pray, he said, let your kingdom come, your will be done on earth. Is there sickness in heaven? No, let it be done on earth as it is in heaven. Is there lack in heaven? There shouldn't be lack on the earth. There shouldn't be destruction in the earth. So why is there? There's an enemy. But praise God, you and I have been given authority over that enemy. You've been, you know, I've been given the right to demonstrate the kingdom of God in this earth. That's exactly what Jesus was showing. Every time he did something and they marveled, he would say, where's your faith? He didn't say, "No, no, that's just me. That's, you know, I'm the one that does these things. And when I'm gone, you can forget about it. No, he said, when I go, you're going to do the same works I did and greater than these. He's expecting every believer to walk the way he did in the earth. And so what's holding us back? Very easily, we can fall into a place of religion. We say, yes, that was for them. I've had people challenge me. When I te- teach on a certain area, to a certain subject, they say, yeah, but that was written to the Jews in the Old Covenant. Hang on. All His promises are yes and amen. The Word says all Scripture. How much? All. Is given for? Instruction, reproof, correction, direction, guidance, and revelation. And so... If, if he's done it for one, he'll do it for another. I said, if he did it for one, he'll do it for another. Healing wasn't just for a certain season. He sent his word right at the beginning. The word says he sent his word to heal all who were sick and oppressed the devil, for God was with him. That's Jesus who came with that manifestation. Under the old covenant, it says that he sent his word to heal all their diseases and deliver them from their destruction. So the word of God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's still God's will for you to be healed. It's still God's will for you to be provided for. Amen. And you look under the old covenant. I mean, they got up to some really stupid stuff. I mean, you know, when, when some of us may grow a little weary and we might miss church for a little while, you know, we might start to backslide, we might start thinking and wondering. But you notice some of them, I mean, when they turned, they turned big. I mean, they just shut the temple down and went and built idols to, to, to Baal and all these other ones. So come on, it's like really thumbing their nose at God. And God would, they would land up in a curse. They would land up in destruction. They land up in warfare and, and, and famines and all these kind of things started to happen. But then if a man of God came along, a young guy grew up and he got a hold of the book and, and they started reading to him, he says, hang on, but if that's the way you're supposed to do it, let's do that. And the moment he turned back to God, God didn't say, no, no, hang on now. I, I've had enough. I'm going with another nation. No, every time they turned back to God, every time, every time, every time, they tore down the, the Baal temples and the idols and they emptied out the temple, reestablished the priesthood, brought the tithe back and they honored God and God would set them free every single time. Deliver them every time. Provide for them every time. How often? Every single time. Every single time. Why? Why? Why is that? How come God, he has obligated himself to do it? It's not you and I trying to get God to do something for us. You know, like, well, you know, you've just gone too far today. No, God says, if you call on me, I will answer. If you call on me, I will answer. Why is that? Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. Now the Lord said to Abraham, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. And I will make you a great... A great... Remember, we didn't say, I'm going to make you a religion. I'm not going to start another religion. We've got to renew our minds to that. That Christianity is not just one of the many ways to God. It's not like there were all these religions and, and God wanted to put his card in the game. No, Jesus said, I am the way the truth, and the life. No one. How many? No one comes to the Father except by me. No one comes to the Father except by me. He is the way, the truth, and life. Why? He's the Word. He's the Word. He's not just one of the other figures of religion. You know, Buddha there, and Muhammad over here, and Jesus over here. No, he's not in that that queue. He is the one that is the Word. He spoke and Muhammad was born. He spoke and Buddha was born. He spoke and Confucius was born. He spoke. All these people with great ideas and philosophies were born because he is the word. He is the one that upholds all things by His power. And you notice something about all those men. They died and they're still in their graves. Your Jesus, when He died, three days later, He got up and He stepped out the grave. And no one has been able to duplicate that. Why? There is only one Jesus. One Lord. One God. Amen. People say, we believe in God, we just call him a different name. Hello? If someone came to me and said, hello, Timothy, I say, whoa, 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 whoa. My name is Ellen. Name me what my mother called me. Isn't that right? It's worked all my life and you're not changing it now. So when you come to God, you want to serve God, you don't make up your name. You call him by the name he calls you. When he came to Aaron and said, I am, and he would introduce himself, El Shaddai. He would call himself Jehovah Rapha. He would call himself Jehovah Nissi. He would, he would declare his name. And when he came to bring Jesus into the earth, he named him and said, call him Emmanuel, God with us. He was given the name. Well, let's call him by the name. All who call on the name of Jesus will be saved. Don't go renaming him. Well, it's the same God. Call him by his name. That's why sometimes people say, it's at the end of the day, it's still the same God. Then I say, well, does your God have a son? No, but no, no, it's not the same God. I don't care what you say. Because God the Father has a son. And say amen. amen. And that son is who gave you eternal life. And so when he talks about that, we're not just starting a religion. This is not just an alternative. This is not one of all the religions in the different in the world. No, this is about, you know, when people say that we need to be more tolerant. Family of God, when God establishes a word, It's There is a law that's carrying that word. And that law is what makes it work. Hello? If somebody gets too close to the edge of a building, you say, step back, because you don't want to fall off there. You do not want to fall, because if you fall, there's gravity. If you fall, thou shalt die. And someone says, yeah, but now you're being intolerant. No, I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you with... Something is going to save your life. You getting this? So the point that I'm making is when God says that to Abram, I will make you a great nation. He's talking about a way of life, not a religion. It's where you live. It's your who you are. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. And make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you, and in you, how many? All the? Where? Of the earth shall be blessed. All the families. Family, you and I are not re- yeah, just to reach a certain people. We are here to reach this entire planet. Hallelujah. Now, as you go along and you see what happened, now that blessing has been spoken. Now, you understand that when God speaks a blessing, it is. That's why you can study the word using a principle called the principle of first mention, is that once God says something, he doesn't draw an addendum later. He doesn't bring in an amendment. Man creates laws and then changes them not God when he says something it is settled so if he said it once it is done for eternity when he said light be he never had to review it light is still going and it's still going to continue and always will be because once he said light be he never had to look at it again hello he doesn't have to recharge it after a thousand years no, he said it, it's established. So when he calls a blessing, that blessing's spoken. Now he's blessed him and he said, all families, all families will come through you. Will be, the blessing will come through you. Now that blessing begins to work in Abraham's life. We had a look at it briefly this morning. Remember chapter 13 verse 2 says, Abraham was How? Very rich in livestock, silver, and in gold. You understand, whenever, uh, the, whenever something's in the Bible, it's there for a reason. Could have just said he's rich. No, he said he is. Any other very rich people here? The hands took a little slow towards the back. I said, are there any very rich people? See, we got used to being rich. I'm taking higher. I'm looking very rich people. And I want you to get past just looking at rich as the car you drive or the house you live in. It means whatever you need to do, money is not the option. Money is not the problem. Amen. If if, if, If you want to do something, God's calling you to do something. You don't have to check your bank account. We're not saving for something else. I like what my pastor said to me one day. He said, it's just money. Well, yeah, it is. That's exactly what it is. Isn't that right? If you need something, it's just money. See, if we, if we can't renew our minds to that, then we're still thinking, yeah, but, yeah, but. Hello? Hey, Amen. <laughs> so you ready for the kingdom of God yes. how you see yourself as very rich yes. and you see the principle continues Genesis chapter 14 verse 18 then Melchizedek king of Salem brought out bread and wine he was priest of God most high and he blessed Abraham everybody say blessed yes. and he said blessed be Abraham of God most high possessor of heaven and earth and he and blessed be God most high who has delivered your enemies into your hand and notice this Abraham gave Melchizedek how much a tithe of all now what religion prompted him to do that he had no religion there were no churches no synagogues no temples no come on are you with me no, he's serving God and he didn't go to church somewhere. He's just serving God. But when God moved in his life, he knew he was going to answer God. And this king of Salem means king of peace. Bible, you studied out, we don't have time to look at it tonight, but it's a type of Jesus. And many believe it was Jesus coming incarnate, coming prior to he coming in the body. Because the Bible says he was without... Uh, birth and without heritage and without death he was just there one day and one day he wasn't this is the man that came to receive the tithe from abram wasn't under law he wasn't doing it as a religious obligation it wasn't temple tax all the things people used to try and argue themselves out of the tithe i always say why are you arguing yourself out of the tithe are you not a christian yes but we don't agree with the tithe are you not generous Aren't you called to be generous? So what's generous to you? You want to do less than 10%? Hello? So you're trying to go for 5, 2, 1. That's not generous. That's called tipping. The waiters will give your money back to you. You tip them 1%, 2%. That's called tipping. Hello? No, no, we, we give much more than 10%. Okay, well, let's get back to name the thing what it is. What's 10%? That's, that's a, it's an it's a English word. It's not a religious term. Tithe means 10%. So if you gave 20%, you've tithed twice. So call it what it is. So if you really generate, we just don't agree with tithing. Well, then that means you're giving less than 10%. Does that make sense? If you're giving more than 10%, then you're giving a tithe plus 2%, or tithe plus 5, or tithe plus a tithe. If you're getting up to 50%, you gave five tithes. Just maths. It's maths. Say it's maths. Bump your name and say, call it what it is. God is God. Jesus is Jesus. The tithe is the tithe. Stop arguing with it. Why are we even discussing it? Because he a man who understood the principle of the blessing. Everybody say, the principle of the blessing. Look at Genesis chapter 17, verse 7. God says, I will establish my covenant. Everybody say covenant. Between me and you. He has the key. And your descendants after you in their Generations. In their generations. This covenant is not just between you and me. It's for generational blessing. For an everlasting covenant to be God to you and your descendants after you. To be God to you. Not just to be your God, but to be God to you. I want a God on you whoever I am, I'm going to be on you. I'm a healer, I'm going to be your healer. I'm a provider, I'm your provider. I'm your protector. I'm your provision. I am your peace. I am. I am, I am. I am that I am. Notice," he says, yeah, for an everlasting covenant. That's not even while you're on the planet. The day will come when we will leave this planet, and this covenant will continue. This is the way of the kingdom. Genesis chapter 18, look at verse 17. God says, Shall I hide from Abraham what I am doing? Since Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I have known him, Now listen in this, in order that he may command his children and his household after him, that they may keep the way of the Lord to do righteousness and justice, that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him. Why did God choose Abraham out of every human on the planet at the time to say, I will make my covenant with you because he saw a man who would teach his children. A man who already had it within him that I'm not just on this planet for myself, but I must take what I know, what I have learned and pass it down the generations And God said, that's exactly what I need because I am a generational God. I am a God of family. I don't do things once off for one person. I do things through generations. And what I've said to one, I will keep propagating. If anybody would dare believe me, I will continue doing it through the generations. Everybody say generational blessing. And so you get down to chapter 24, verse 35. Even the servant, looking from the outside, the Lord has blessed my master, how? Greatly. He has become great. And he's given him flocks, herds, silver and gold, male and female servants and camels and donkeys. He's become very rich. You thought he was very rich. Now he is very rich. Are <laughs> you ready to be very rich? Everybody say generations. So, as you know, he had a son, Isaac. Now, God said he will teach his children. I wonder if Isaac learned anything. Well, there was a famine in the land, Genesis chapter 26. And he was going to do exactly what his father taught him. Last time there was a famine, what did Abram do? He went to Egypt. So he has a famine. Isaac thinks, dad taught me well. I know where to go. I'm going to Egypt. And on his way, God appears to Isaac. And he says, do not go down to Egypt, verse 2. Live in the land which I will tell you. You learn from your father, but you obey me. you got to get this. You learn from your father, but you're going to hear from God for yourself. You obey me. Dwell in this land and I will be with you and I will bless you for to you and your descendants. Everybody say generations. I give all these lands and I will perform the oath which I swore to Abraham, your father. And I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of heaven. And I'll give to your descendants all these lands. And in your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Family, do you notice it hasn't changed because we have a new man on the scene? Why? Verse 5, because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge and my commandments, my statutes and my laws. Isaac is enjoying the blessing, not because he's Isaac. It's because Abraham obeyed. That will never change. That factor will never change. Abraham is dead and gone from this planet, but the fact that he obeyed will never change. He'll never unobey. So that blessing is active in Isaac's life, not because he's Isaac or he's now chosen or he's someone special or he's someone else. He says, no, you're simply a generational offspring and your father obeyed me, so I'm obligated. I want to bless you. And verse 12, so Isaac sowed in that land. What happened? He reaped in the same year a hundredfold. And the Lord... Uh-huh. the Lord blessed him and the man began to and he continued until he became are you that prosperity teacher I'm going to stay with the word I have to say if you ask asking if I teach prosperity then I have to ask what do you teach what are you going to do with this verse That's a lot of prosperous, prosperous, very prosperous. The man began prospering, continued prospering until he became. See, the key is not to stop. See, a lot of people begin prospering and then some offense comes up. Here's the thing about you take a pot of water. Have you ever boiled a pot of water? You now they say, if you watch a pot, it never boils. It's like a How you know? You, you put the pot on. Now, if you, if, if you put it on, you, you heat the gas. You, you put the gas on or whether you use electric, whatever. The moment you put it on, you go feel it. It feels cold. Isn't that right? Could it be the pot's problem? Take it off. Check the, no, it's hot. No, okay. Maybe it's the water. Throw the water out. Get new water. Go and put it back on the, pot, on, the, on the stove. Leave it for a little while. Feel it. Oh, this is not working. Take it off. The problem is don't stop just just put the pot on Just leave it Cold days it takes longer it's water's hardness maybe at sea level it's quicker and, and at altitude it's slower you know all those various physical laws there's different it's slightly different each time but the key is every time just put it on and leave the pot on the stove and let it work just let it continue let it, it start prospering continue prospering and if you continue prospering if you just even if it's just like 10 rand a week. If you prosper, now it's 20 rand a week. You prosper, now it's 40 rand a week. you prosper, is is don't stop. Because if, if you continue prospering, you will get to very prosperous. It's just simple math. Isn't that right? Even unsafe people have discovered the law of computational interest. Isn't that right? Just that simple concept of continuing, don't, 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 compounding interest, compounding interest. Even unsafe people know how to use compounding interest. Is if you, if you, if you get a, a certain percentage, just reinvest, and then you get the same percentage, reinvest, and and if you just keep doing that, you will eventually get there. Even the natural, but now you and I have the supernatural in action. We can buy pastime. Hallelujah. And so this man became very prosperous. He had possessions of flocks, possessions of herds, and a great number of servants. And the Philistines envied him. Can you imagine that? A nation are jealous of one man. Why? Because he's the generation. He is the nation of God. And verse 24. The Lord appeared to him the same night and said, I am the God of your father, Abraham. Do not fear. I am with you and I will bless you and multiply your descendants. Why? For my servant Abraham's sake. Hallelujah. Now we fast forward a little bit. And now this man, Isaac, has a son, Jacob. Abraham, Isaac. Jacob. Everybody say generations. Verse 1. So Isaac called Jacob and he? This blessing keeps showing up everywhere. Family, God, let's be the blessing. Let's stop being the moaner and the complainers and the, and the call it outers and the criticizers. Let's be blessings. Let's bless people. I said let's bless people. We're going to bless our children. Janine and I did that regularly. Spoke over their lives. I mean, children are children. They get up to stuff and our children did too. And every child does. But we refuse to look at the way they were and start I just don't understand. I'm trying to be such a good parent. No, we bless. We say, right, what are you going to be? And then you speak the blessing. You declare the future. And so he blesses Isaac, Isaac blesses Jacob and charges him, says, You shall not take a wife from the daughters of Canaan. Arise, go to Padan Aram, to the house of Bethuel, your, ma- your mother's father, and take yourself a wife from there of the daughters of Laban, your mother's brother, and may God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful and multiply you, that you may be an assembly of peoples and give you the blessing of Abraham. See, Isaac understands generational blessing. I walked in it. Now it's your turn. To you and your descendants with you, that you may inherit the land in which you are a stranger, which God gave to Abraham. Now, Jacob's on his way. Verse 20, Jacob made a vow. Remember he had that uh, vision of the angels going up and down, and he wrestled with God? Now he says, yeah, if God will be with me and keep me in this way that I'm going and give me the bread to eat and clothing to put on so that I come back to my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God. See, we each have to make the choice. Even if we're brought up in a household of faith, the day comes when we have to choose our God As our God, all of our children had to get to the point where they say, it's not dad and mom's faith anymore. God is now my God. And he's making this decision. Verse 22, and this stone, which I've set as a pillar, shall be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will surely give a tenth to you. I wonder where he got that from. God said, Abraham is a man who teaches his children. And you know, grandpa taught him as well. Because he's teaching Isaac and Isaac is in the room and young Jacob is learning exactly the same principle. This is not law. It's not a temple tithe. It's not a temple tax. It is God's principle. And he realizes now that I'm stepping out on my faith, I'm going into the world on my own, and I'm going to watch God move on my behalf. And when he does, I'll come back and I'll give him 10% of everything I receive. So what happened? He goes down to chapter 30, verse 25. It came to pass when Rachel had born Joseph. Everybody say Joseph. And that Jacob said to Laban, send me away that I may go to my own place, to my country. Now I'm going to go into the whole history of how we got here. We understand that uh, he he had to work for seven years and he got Leah, and then he had to work another seven years for Rachel. And you know that whole thing about adjusting his salary. And yeah, he says, now I want to go to my place. Give me my wives and my children for whom I have served you. Let me go. For you know my ser- service which I have done for you. Listen to this. Laban said to him, please stay if I have found favor in your eyes. Why? I've learned by experience. I've watched. I saw what? That the Lord blessed me for your sake. Uh, you living in my house. I didn't see the blessing till you showed up. And when you showed up. The blessing started happening. Now you want to go? You see what's happening? Abram blessed. Isaac blessed. Puts it on Jacob. Jacob walks in and the blessing's on him. And Laban sees it. He recognizes it. He knows this is because of God. I'm not letting you go. You can give a blessing in my house. Look at verse 30. For what you had before I came, this is Jacob now speaking to Laban, was little, and it's increased to a great amount. The Lord has blessed you since my coming. And now, when shall I also provide for my own house? And that's where Laban comes up with his idea of paying him, you know, the speckled animals, and because he thought that was the, 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 the less ones. But God gave Jacob a plan of cutting those branches so that the animals are so speckled every time they drank from the water. The result is everybody, all the animals were just keeping birth to speckle. So he started getting all the flock. Laban was, whoa, hang on, I made a wrong decision. So he says, okay, no, all the clear animals are yours now. And so he just stops, takes the branches out the water, and now the animals are coming out clear, and he still gets all the animals. And so he got very, very wealthy. So he, very rich look at verse 43 Genesis 30 verse 40, 30, 30 verse 43 the man became oh no yes another word so we've gone from rich to very rich to prospering till he became very prosperous now we are exceedingly prosperous this thing's picking up speed I said, this thing's picking up speed. <laughs> we started rich, very rich, very prosperous, now exceedingly prosperous. Uh-huh. Some of you are working with me. We're talking generations Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, we're only three generations. And he had large flocks, female and male servants and camels and donkeys. Come down to chapter 31. Look at verse 6. You know with all my might I have served your father. Yet your father deceived me and changed my wages ten times. But God did not allow him to hurt me. If he said the speckled will be your wages, the flocks bore speckled. If he said the streak will be your wages, the flocks bore streaked. So God has taken away the livestock of your father. And gave them to me. How hard did he work for that? Everybody say rest. God appears to him. Verse 13. I am the God of Bethel. What is that? That's where he anointed that rock. God recognized that. I am the God of Bethel where you anointed the pillar and where you made a vow to me. Now arise, get out this land and return to the land of your family. You made a vow. Look what's happened. That good news? How many of you enjoyed that? That's only the beginning. Because then Jacob, Gave birth to Judah. And Judah had a whole family line. And eventually Jesus. And whoever received Jesus. You are descended. Galatians 6 verse 7. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. Let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season. Don't grow weary. For in due season. Keep the pot on the stove. You will reap if you do not lose hope. Now that comes... In Galatians, where he started out, go back to chapter 3, verse 8. The scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith. What's a Gentile? It's someone that's even outside the covenant. See, the Jewish people were in the covenant by birth. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, then Judah, and they were born as a result of that covenant. But now he's including Gentiles would be justified. Preach the gospel to who? Abraham. We're right at the beginning again. And he said, in you all nations shall be blessed. So then those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. Shout out, that's me. How did this happen? Look at verse 13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Having become a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on the tree. Why? So that the blessing of Abraham might come upon even those without a covenant in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Look at verse 29. If you are Christ's, then you are. Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Come on, give Jesus praise. If you can hook into that and receive that. Went from rich to very rich to very prosperous to exceedingly prosperous. That's just the acceleration in three generations. How many? You cannot even count where you are in that. There's Jesus walking on the planet as a human and he's just splashing prosperity everywhere he goes. People say, Jesus wasn't rich. You, oh, excuse me. You feed 5,000 people plus the woman and the children. Hello. You need tax, go catch a fish. There's gold. You want Whatever you need, just produce it. See, he went beyond exceedingly prosperous. He was using everything in the planet for his provision. He could direct the weather as he needed to. Whatever he needed to, he could produce it. If he needed something, he would speak it and it would be so. Yeah, well, that's Jesus. He said, you do the same and greater works because he goes to the Father. I say generational blessing. Look at chapter 4, Galatians. Are you an heir of Abraham? Are you a descendant? God commanded the blessing on Isaac because of Abraham's obedience. He commanded the blessing on Jacob because of Abraham's obedience. God commands the blessing on you. Jesus paid the price to release that blessing to whoever believes. Because Abraham believed that blessing is still in action. Verse 1, now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave, though he is master of all. What does that mean? How many of you know that where the word says a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children? You know our testimony, how we stood in faith for that? That was one of the scriptures we stood on. Doctors told Janine and I, neither one of us can have children. But when I saw that scripture, that I would leave an inheritance to my children's children, I figured I've got to have children in between. That's, part, that's the blessing, to get to children's children. So when we've had our children, and now we have our children's children, well, there has to be an inheritance. So what do you do? You set up a trust fund, and you start to, Trust God to increase. And we put the principles of the kingdom into practice, sowing, reaping, and we became very, very rich, exceedingly prosperous. So just excuse me if I follow the Bible. Amen. You could say me too. It's not just me, it's for everybody. Amen. The point I'm making is when a child is a child, even though there's millions available. Imagine someone in an extremely wealthy home where, you know, these men that have got billions, they may have a trust fund for their child, but that child still has to go to dad and say, can I please, isn't that right? He he owns the entire house, but he's like a servant in the house. The servant must ask for permission, the child's still asking for permission, even though he owns the whole house. It's all his. It's already his. But as a child, he doesn't know that. Until he becomes of age. The day he inherits, he gets to enjoy the kingdom. The church has been a child phase. Jesus even said to the Corinthians, I wish I could give you the meat of the word but you are like children and only desiring milk family God has got much more the church has been can I put it this way being childish for centuries Oh, no, we can't. Oh, no, we don't. Oh, no, we can't. Oh, no, Who, who's this person now? Who they? Who's that pastor trying to tell us? We're supposed to, oh, no, no, no. And it's like a bunch of kids. Every time you say this is what the kingdom is. No, 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 no. Like a servant. But you are no longer a servant. Keep reading. Keep reading. Verse 2 the child's under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the father. I declare to you tonight, God has appointed this time. This generation is the generation that he has appointed to step into the fullness of the blessing. He spoke into Abraham and fully intended for his kingdom to manifest in this planet. This is the appointed time. Even so, when we were children, we were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law that we might receive the adoption as sons. Because you are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Come on, stand to your feet and give your Jesus praise tonight. If you can receive this, if you can receive this, give Him praise. Jesus died and activated your trust account. And then he came back from the dead to oversee it. You know, when, when someone dies, the will activates, then you need an executor of the, of the estate. <laughs> Jesus is the author, the dyer, the raised from the dead, and the executor. Now, those who want to hear it need to receive it. Amen. I wonder how many people sitting in a reading of the will when they say, and to Alan, I leave the mansion in that town, that city. They're like, oh, no, not me, not me. No, no, no. I, I just, I'm happy with my little log home. I just, my little, my little shack, I just... I'm just gonna. I want to be humble. No one does that. Give me those keys. Isn't that right? Give me the. We are out of here. When we your 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 sell this house, rent it out, whatever. I'm going. Come on. Have you understand what I'm saying? You know, no one's gonna say no to the inheritance, family. God has given you inheritance. Is given you his kingdom. He named Abraham, possessor of heaven and earth. And Jesus made sure that that was put into your hand. Amen. Is that so we can have the big house and the big cars and everything? No, it's so we can be a blessing. We are here to transform and change our world, to change our city, our nation. We are here to be the nation of God to bless all Nations. And what will happen is just like Laban, I see God is on you. We're going to say, well, we're packing up, we're moving out of town. Uh uh-uh, uh uh uh, the bay stays. The bay stays here. The reason this realm, this area is blessed is because the church of Jesus Christ is in the region. You understand that? It's not by accident. That you see a nation, a city prospering and growing and expanding. Hallelujah. It's because of the presence of God. And I'm telling you now that the day is here. It is here. They can say what they like, but if they ever try to shut down the church, people will fight. We may not agree with them, but don't you leave them alone. Why? Because people say, God is on that house. He's in there. That God is their God. And family, multitudes, multitudes will see it and come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Amen. You ready to be part of that kingdom? Give Jesus praise. Hallelujah. Say, I receive it. Say, the word of God is yes and amen. I choose to believe it. And as a believer, I activate it. I receive my inheritance. I receive the fullness of that inheritance. And I have begun prospering, and I will continue prospering until I become very prosperous, in fact, exceedingly prosperous. You believe that? Shout amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God.